The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And we're going to talk today about what to expect when diagnosed with cancer. But can I ask you a question? Sure. Did your football team win this week? <laughs> That's a great question, my friend. Happy Thanksgiving. Post the holiday here. And Merry Christmas early to everyone who's listening today. Absolutely. Seasons, greetings, and blessings to all. Well, we are going to talk seriously about what to expect when diagnosed with cancer. Um, when you get that diagnosis, you and I have not received that diagnosis, but you've certainly been with a number of people who have. What's, what's the typical reaction? It's a great question, Wayne. And ironically, I have a dear friend of mine who uh, just recently called me and told me that he was diagnosed with cancer and uh, and wanted my reaction and he wanted real-time reaction from me. Uh, and, and when you hear that... And when that happens to someone that you know or, you know, or to to a particular person, there are a multiplicity of things that run through an individual's mind. In this particular case, an example, uh, this person was very interested in knowing how I felt about that. Really? Yes, it was very interesting. And because uh, this individual is also friends with my wife. They wanted to know what my wife's reaction was as well. Hmm. So that's an example of one type of uh, scenario of of an individual who is being told that they have cancer and what may be an initial thought. But I think some of the more general types of things that, that certainly runs through an individual's mind and heart is, number one, why me? Why me? Why did this happen to me or why now? Uh, we're, again, this this particular broadcast is in the midst of the holiday season. Certainly people are diagnosed with cancer during the holiday season. Uh, they may ask the question, you know, this is this is bad timing. This is not the, the, a good time for me or in the midst of retirement or in the midst of some type of big plan and just begin to just kind of deal with the dynamic of this is not this is just not a good time for me to have cancer right now. So there's a lot of different things depending on where the person is located uh, in their particular life, in their career, with their family, etc., that they begin to start channeling through and thinking. Thinking about, and then ultimately, you know, I think that many cancer patients ultimately think about, "Am I going to die?" Yes, of course. So that that has to be the natural question, doesn't it? Um, I know a lot of people. It, it takes time for it to sink in, and and you need time to think it through. But how often do be, people become proactive early on after diagnosis? Well, again, you're exactly right. It, there is a time for most people, and again, understanding what I have learned about cancer patients. Everybody's uniquely different depending on their personality type. But for many, they they need a time to digest and and let that marinate, if you will. And so the timing of proactivity varies depending on who you're talking to. You have some type A personalities that want to get right at it right away. They begin researching. They begin talking. They begin having conversation. uh, They begin to look at, you know, what, what type of treatment options right away. But there are some individuals that need to hit the pause 
pause button and they need a minute to just kind of let that settle. And I've actually spoken to a lot of cancer patients who have asked me, uh, what should I do right now? And then the first question that I always ask, Wayne, is have you gotten still and had a conversation with God first mm-hmm. to allow that part of who you are, if they are people of faith, obviously, to speak to you and begin to give you a sense of direction, peace and focus. So, again, it really depends literally on where that person is located. Well, we're going to learn from your experience here today as we talk about what to expect when diagnosed with cancer, because you've interacted with so many patients who have received that diagnosis and so many family members who at the same time have received the diagnosis of a loved one. So that's an important part of the equation as well. Well, again, as we've said many times before, cancer is a community disease. It's a family disease. It's not just happening to a individual. And the conversation we're going to have today, we're going to make available a resource that you're going to want to have. That will be available at healthhopeandinspiration.com. But let's take our break. We'll come back and we'll talk more in depth about what to expect when diagnosed with cancer. Stay with us. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. We welcome you back to this week's edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Our host is Percy McRae of Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Percy, you head up the faith-based department, the activity there at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Of course, uh, spiritual support is provided as desired by the patient. That is correct. Upon request and desire of individuals, they will have the opportunity to be supported by someone who will sit down and begin to speak with them specifically about their unique spiritual needs as they desire to have them. But more often than not, you have an opening, don't you? In many cases, we absolutely do. What's interesting, Wayne, even with respect to this, there are times that sometimes cancer patients will start their treatment at the facility and basically not want to have spiritual support, but then as they progress through the process, begin to start thinking and begin to come back and will circle back and begin to say, listen, you know, I think I'd like to sit down and have a conversation about this, that, or the other relative to spirituality. But I want everyone to know that we honor their wishes in this regard. Absolutely. We We ask and gain permission and we make sure that we respect the wishes and rights of all patients. Well, let's talk about what to expect when diagnosed with cancer. First of all, after the shock, maybe even anger sometimes, uh, we begin doing our homework, don't we? 
We certainly do. And many people, particularly those uh, type A type personalities that begin to really dig into information, uh, may go on the Internet. Uh, they'll, in some cases, have conversations with family and friends. Again, I, I made reference to a dear friend of mine who called me uh, within hours of being told that possibly that he had cancer. And then a day later uh, was on the Internet reading some things and called me in the middle of the night and said, I hadn't heard this before. What are your thoughts about that? Give me some insight to this. So, again, yeah, boy, the Internet can be overwhelming, I would think. And in this particular case, that was the case for this particular individual. And I had to tell that particular person, I said, listen, calm down. Uh, you, you still have yet to have a follow-up conversation with your oncologist about the specific nature of the disease that you're dealing with. And again, you know, to be mindful of, you know, not necessarily everything that you see or read, particularly on the Internet, is accurate, number one. And going back to the point uh, that, again, everyone's cancer has a very unique expression in many cases and dynamics that may not be similar to other type of cancer scenarios and situations. So, again, just kind of I had to tell them to pump the brakes a little bit and just kind of <laughs> let's take this one step at a time, but certainly beginning to to look for information. And in doing so, it can be overwhelming with the the, the different uh, statistics uh, and and such that that people begin to get lost in all of that language and all of that data. But you certainly want to sit down with your doctor and start talking about a strategic treatment plan. Well, you want to create a partnership and a relationship. Again, uh, what is probably the most effective pathway for cancer patients who feel empowered and engaged is that they are having uh, an open and frank and honest dialogue and discussion with their treating physician and and in doing so creating a partnership because again this is not a one-way street here at right. this point uh, believing and feeling that they're being heard that they're being listened to yeah, you really want to feel comfortable with that doctor don't you you really want to believe that that doctor is 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 attuned to who you are as a person and the team around the doctor as well of course the support team and staff all of those become unique partnerships and and when you know you begin to start treatment you begin to see those people on a on a pretty regular consistent basis depending on the regimen and the cycle of regimen that you're on uh you begin to develop uh hopefully trust and relationships that allow you to feel comfortable with the game plan and with the execution of what is being done on your behalf and uh, quite possibly some lifestyle changes are in order, so you've got to deal with that. Well, in many cases, lifestyle changes become a very important and crucial part of the process that really, number one, if nothing else, it allows patients to feel empowered. Empowerment is a very important psychological dynamic in general, but particularly within the world of cancer People need to feel like that they have a stake, that they have something that they can bring to the table and something that they can do on their behalf. And so lifestyle changes, whether it be dietary, whether it be exercise, et cetera, et cetera, are things that one can manage and control. And you don't need permission from a doctor or physician to do that. It just began to becomes a dynamic of things that this is what I'm doing to aid and help myself and assist my process. And it really gives one a sense of a strength and courage and, and, and being hopeful toward a, a possible positive outcome. As we talk about this today, you've put together a document. It's called What to Expect When Diagnosed with Cancer. And we want to make that available to anyone who's listening today, free of charge. There's no obligation for this. And it can be downloaded right now at our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. 
com. Just look for this week's resource, What to Expect When Diagnosed with Cancer. Uh, you can use this in your own life. Perhaps you have a friend that will benefit from this, or maybe it just helps you understand more what your friend or family member might be going through. You know, here's an idea, Wayne, uh, for pastors and ministers who are listening to the show, and I sure hope you're tuning in and telling other ministers and pastors about the program. You could actually download this and use it at your church at uh, health fairs or uh, make available as general information uh, under the conversation of health and wellness. So again, it's a very useful di- uh, document that can be utilized in many different ways. You know, some of the other uh, things that happen when you receive a diagnosis like this, many people, their minds turn to, who's going to pay for this? You know, what kind of insurance coverage do I have that really is going to take care of this for me? Well, one thing for sure, and again, we certainly don't want to open up a can of worms here. Healthcare is expensive. Healthcare requires uh, financial dynamics to be put into place and can be a strain upon one's finances. So having some understanding and some support with regard to what your insurance uh, will cover and won't cover. And that really should also be part of a crucial conversation that you're having with your healthcare. Uh, organization that you are getting your care from, make sure that you sit down and, and have some financial counseling so that you can understand exactly what is and is not covered. Because again, obviously health care for cancer is is expensive and can be tedious and taxing upon one's uh, personal finances. Yeah, I would imagine sometimes that you don't even give a second thought to these things and, until you really need it. And it's almost like an avalanche. You just kind of get crushed underneath the oh, weight. I know, I can only imagine. Of so much information, so many different things, appointments, schedules, uh, again, nutritional factors, et cetera, et cetera, that, yeah, we, you can understand why it can become very easy in some cases for individuals, particularly who do not have good support, that they just simply become overwhelmed and inundated with all that then becomes thrust upon them. Are there professionals typically that step in and can help guide us in this process? Absolutely. I know I certainly can speak for the organization that sponsors this program, uh, the Cancer Treatment Centers of America. You have uh, patient advocates who are there to also assist. You have care managers there who are aiding and assisting with some of this information. You have a plethora of, of ancillary support of individuals who are trying to lessen the burden as much as possible of all of the moving components that cancer patients and their caregivers are inundated with so that, again, the cancer patient and the caregiver can focus on their treatment. Because you can only imagine if you're thinking about your finances, if you're thinking about, you know, this, that, and the other, that you really can't centralize your thinking around the fight of cancer and doing the things that are really being required of you. But beyond the medical professionals, there's a personal support team that's needed. There is a personal support team. And again, this is where we go back to in this particular context to our faith community in particular. Uh, individuals belong to churches and congregations. And this is where we can get involved, engage to provide that additional support that in many cases people are going to need and rely upon to help them get through this journey and this process. It has to be kind of a lonely thing when you first get that diagnosis. Well, I think what happens is, is that one becomes very isolated with coming to terms with the reality of being told that you have cancer. I think that you you begin to just simply uh, find yourself in that place and uh, a 
cancer patient that I formerly supported many years ago said it to me this way, is that cancer is the only word that you hear in bold, large letters in oh, your head. That's true. Unlike anything else, it just rings and and just echoes in the in the core of your consciousness. And then you have to kind of come back down to earth and then come to terms with, okay, what are my next steps? Who do I talk to? What What are the next action items that I have to take? But I think that initial shock it just silences you and it puts you in a place of just a sense of you against the world. You're suddenly facing your mortality. And then people in many cases without good support in some cases are left in that place. Wayne, mm. imagine being left no, there alone. No. I supported a, a lady, very prominent psychologist one time that was traveling across the country to treat with us. And uh, she had uh, a poor relationship with her family. And because of that, she moved to the local area where she was receiving her treatment because she said, my family simply will not be there for me. And I Mm -hmm. cannot do this without having support of others around me. So it's a reality and that we need to be conscious about that. Well, you've put this together, what to expect when diagnosed with cancer, available as a downloadable document right now. Who's this for? Is it is it for the person that gets the diagnosis mostly? Is it can be used by anyone? I think it's it's primarily for two groups of people. It's primarily for the patient itself and themselves, and then also for uh, individuals around cancer patients. Again, this is a community disease. And if we sit and, and put our head in the sand and think cancer only happens to other people, we're simply fooling ourselves. Again, I think every local church should have this document made available to them right away. I hadn't thought about that. Great idea. Every local church, because again, someone in your congregation is in three places with regard to a cancer diagnosis. Either they have been diagnosed with cancer, they are about to be diagnosed with cancer, or they're coming out of a diagnosis with cancer. At some point, you as a pastor, as a fellow congregation member, are going to be dealt with and be dealing with individuals who have cancer. This is a great resource to make available as a as a church community resource to be readily there for individuals who are uh, dealing with cancer and and how do we react and respond to them from a, a congregational perspective. And perhaps it's a timely resource for you in your life right now. Go to healthhopeandinspiration.com, download this week's resource, What to Expect When Diagnosed with Cancer. There is, of course, no charge, no obligation. Download it, make as many copies as you want, but go there and download now. healthhopeandinspiration.com. We'll continue this conversation with Percy McRae coming up in just a moment. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncologist 
Radiology Information Specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Welcome back to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Here at Thanksgiving time, you're a forgiving person, aren't you, Percy? I mean, you can forgive me for not asking you to open the program with Scripture today. Uh, yeah, please, 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 please. I'm going to forgive you this time. All right, how about if I open this segment with Scripture, asking you about our Scripture passage? Our spiritual nugget is found in Psalms 42, verses 11, and it tells us, Why art thou cast down, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. All right. Better late than never, huh, to ask about that. We'll take it. We'll take (laughs) it. We've been talking today about what to expect when diagnosed with cancer and is available as a download on our website. But there's one important point that you write about here, and you say we need to proactively make a decision to live. Yeah, the Word of God tells us that at the end of the day, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. And it really speaks to the power of our conscious thoughts and and what we do with the power of our thinking. And again, ultimately, uh, though we cannot guarantee, and I am certainly not guaranteeing, that just because you've made a decision to live that that's exactly what will happen to you, I will suggest to you that if you have not made the decision to live, it becomes more difficult to actually do so. So attitude is important. Attitude dictates our altitude in many cases. And again, why not? If we believe that there is still life yet within us and that life is yet worth living, we should make a proactive decision to say, I am choosing to live and I am going to live life to its fullest level while being a cancer patient. I'm reading your advice here. You say make a proactive choice to enjoy life as much as physically possible. Cultivate an active prayer life, read, exercise, see a movie, go out with friends, visit family, anything to help maintain your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being. You should you should live life to its fullest extent that is within your financial, physical means to enjoy every moment. Every day, tell somebody that you love them. And not just casually, mean it when you say it. When you hug somebody, hug them for real. Cancer or no cancer. Cancer or no cancer. (laughs) Make every moment count and live and extrapolate every nuance out of life. It'll change the dynamic of how you go about what you do and ultimately your mental and emotional attitude while being a cancer patient. And when you are experiencing health and recovery, just make that an everyday lifestyle change now. You've witnessed this? You've seen this? I've witnessed this, and I have actually learned from watching cancer patients to try to practice that as well. They have a lot to teach us. Absolutely, because I don't want to wait till I'm at the point where I think I'm going to die to really decide to choose to live. It's an important school of thought. All right, well, let's wrap up this conversation. What to expect when diagnosed with cancer? What's your final word for us on this? The final word of the day is simply this. Information and knowledge is power. We want to be equipped and prepared to respond to people accordingly. We are not the shell answer man. We don't know everything, and we can't answer every question. But being equipped and prepared to respond to those who have cancer will allow us to do one of two things. Number one, to feel energized and to feel courageous in the midst of engagement. Number two, it will allow 
allow the individuals that we engage with to feel like, listen, there are people who really, truly are concerned and care about me. And so that we're going to end with our spiritual nugget, Psalms 42, because I forgave you for not allowing me to read it earlier. (laughs) I wasn't going to forget a second time. (laughs) (laughs) Psalms 42, verse 11 says, why art thou cast down, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him, who is the health of my countenance and my God. Hey, before we leave, let's talk about how to use this in church ministry. You mentioned that briefly a moment ago. Yeah, I answer emails and get phone calls from churches across the world now with regard to the radio show and the Our Journey of Hope program that we've talked about here. And one of the things that I get questions about all the time is how can I have resources available to me that I can use at health fairs or health-focused type of services that I'm doing at my local church. This is a perfect resource that one can make available, make copies of. Uh, You can put in the vestibule of your church, or you can provide to your cancer ministry, whatever focus you have that will allow people in the congregation to be empowered around the subject of cancer. This week's resource, What to Expect When Diagnosed with Cancer. There are other resources available as well, and this program is archived on our website. And you can go back and listen to this edition or previous programs in this series, Health, Hope, and Inspiration. The website is healthhopeandinspiration.com. If you want to download this document, What to Expect When Diagnosed with Cancer, you can do so multiple times. Print as many copies as you want and use them in ministry or use them in your family however it will be helpful to you. And let us know how God uses these resources in your life to help you or others that you are reaching out to who have received a cancer diagnosis. One more time, go to healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, one more time, happy Thanksgiving. You know what's next, right? Absolutely. Christmas is right around the corner. All right. God bless you. We'll see you next time. All right. The best is yet to come. Be well, my friend. Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Hope and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.